a Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Paul. We're the Atwell Brices and this is Disability, The podcast for parents with children who have disabilities. We're the proud dads of two sets of identical twins, Lance and Lawson, our youngest. And Levi and Lucas, our older twins, who are diagnosed with autism and epilepsy, amongst other disabilities. In Disability, we'll be helping you with tips and recommendations. And we'll be speaking to special guests. And most of all, you'll hear that you are not alone in your journey. Hi, so welcome back to Disability. Thanks for joining us. Oh, what a week it has been here with the Aswell Bryce boys and our wonderful children. Yeah, so it's been a really busy month. So this month's World Autism Acceptance Month. Um, Gosh, Michael, that was a mouthful. Yeah, so the recently changed at the National Autistic Society have felt that it needed to change. And this has come directly from autistic people themselves that they feel like enough awareness has been raised over the 60 years. Enough is enough. Yeah, so... That is it. I think autistic people, families with children with autism, we just want acceptance now, so... Time for change. Yeah, we feel it's time just for everybody to be accepted for who they are and to move away from awareness raising. You know, the National Autistic Society is now 60 years old, so I think enough awareness has been raised over the years, definitely. Enough is enough, (laughs) I can't go on, I can't go on no more. Yeah, so... Um, I hope you listeners have that rendition there of me singing out of, in the key of F. Flat. And we've Sorry, celebrated it with our lovely friends from Born Anxious. So when we did the catwalk in London a few weeks ago, we was invited back by Merlin's Magic One to have like a kind of after show party at Madame Tussauds in London. Now, we've never been to Madame Tussauds in London. We've been to the Blackpool one. So we were really excited. We've took all the children. Um, we slept overnight. We went, went down on the train again. And it military was, operation, military the, operation. All, all the children, yeah, from the catwalk got to rewalk the catwalk in Madame Tussauds on their catwalk. And it were a great experience. You know, we had it. There were about 80 to 100 of us all together because we're family and stuff. Everybody got six tickets. So we had the whole of Madame Tussauds to ourselves for a good few hours in the morning, which was amazing. That made such a big difference because we were able just to go at our own pace. Every family were able just to take their time. There was no rush. There was no massive crowds. It was a, a great event. I think it the was, kids loved it. It was strange for me because Paul didn't like going in the lifts, so I had to do the lifts with the boys. Can I just tell you all, I am really claustrophobic. <laughs> So we have this issue all the time. They were quite the big lifts though, weren't they? No, 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 no. Anybody who's listening who's claustrophobic, please, please stick up for me here because I just cannot get into a lift. Even if it's a glass lift, I feel like it's all my oxygen is going to go. It's funny though because when we're like in a shopping mall or something and it's five or six floors high, you can suddenly get in one. Well, that depends what shop's up there. <laughs> at the top. I, <laughs> if, no, Gucci, no, no. if Gucci's at the he top, say, He says this it. all the time, but seriously, I do have a huge problem with lifts. When I feel sinks. like all my oxygen's going to go and I panic and I start sweating and I think if we get stuck, what we're going to do. Oh, it's awful. And I make myself worse with that. We so. also um, got asked to go on Sky News. Um, obviously, everybody's aware gas and electric's all gone up, um, skyrocketed in prices. So we got asked to discuss that from a parent's point of view of children with disabilities. As a lot of families will know, 
you, you use a lot more electric when you and gas when you've got children with disabilities. The home a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more equipment. There's things to be charged up. Electric changing benches, electric beds. Some people have powered wheelchairs. Did any of our lovely listeners watch the Sky News interview we did? And the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of you who know us, Michael is the one that always knows the facts and figures, and I basically just talk nonsense. Oh, right, well, funny and that. So is always the, a sensible one. So the presenter kept going to Paul, so he says, so you, would you like to discuss about your facts and figures? How much is it going to go up for you? And Over to you, Paul. <laughs> I was like, ah! They were pointing to me under camera, weren't they? So I, like, cleared that up, and then... And then we he just... said about the Chancellor's report. I presume you've studied it with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> the Chancellor's report... Over to you, Paul. And I was like, ah, why is he doing this to me all the time? Oh, God, yeah. So we do keep an eye out on what's got said, but we don't... But we don't have time to study something with with a fine tooth comb. So we returned home from London on the Saturday. We've had quite a busy schedule at the minute. But on Sunday, we went out, didn't we? Yeah, so this was booked in like a couple of years ago, but because of COVID, it got cancelled and changed and cancelled and changed. But we finally, so we finally got to see Johannes's show, New Freedom Tour at... Johannes Redibi At Sheffield City Hall. Strictly. <laughs> My darling, I love you. I absolutely love him. And, um, we were really lucky to get a backstage meet and greet and uh, such a lovely chap. It was really nice. So everybody who who listens knows that I'm a huge, huge Strictly fan and I would love to get on to Strictly as a contestant one time, 100%. I would just love to do it. I'm a huge Strictly fan the whole way. And Johannes was such a delight. He did not disappoint. And um, it was amazing because we had that time out together as a couple, didn't we? Yeah, and we we're on the front. Show. Yeah, we're on the front row, and the show—it's a touring show. So if you do get to see it, go out and see it because it is amazing. He starts off from um, his beginnings in Africa. There's some African dancing, then he does all the Strictly dancing, and then... there's lots of guys with no tops on. <laughs> now I know a lot of our listeners are females out there. Now, ladies, they were virtually oh, naked, weren't they? Ladies, you would love it to escape from the everyday mundane tasks of dealing with children like ours and just have that me time and watching a show with rippling muscles and biceps and amazing. It was absolutely wonderful. And they were dancing in heels and big feathers. What more could you want? Nothing. So coming up later on in this series of the Differability Podcast, we are going to be talking to the amazing Kelly, who owns the company Born Anxious. It's a fascinating interview. It's really, really good. We ran out of time. We had to cut it short because obviously we know Kelly and Kelly knows us and there's so much to talk about. But just listening to Kelly talk... She's got so much knowledge and she just gets it. She just gets it completely. It's just amazing. So coming up later on, we will have that chat with Kelly. And also we will be having our recommend where we recommend a product which we... Hopefully is going to be great to the families out there if you want to have a look. And we've got some listeners' questions as well, haven't we, Michael? We have, yeah. So we like to get all them in. So do send your questions in. Just DM us or send them in um, through the Dad's Net and we'll sort that out and get them on. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, this is one of the outtakes, guys. So welcome back to Differability. I just have to tell you, um, the gentleman that organizes the Differability podcast for us, he's called Jack. And he's very, very good. So we just want to give a shout out to him. But he was just laughing down the mic because apparently I just burped down the mic to him. <laughs> so these are the like the outtakes we have. Anyway, back to Differability Podcast. Yeah, so each week we like to get something in from you guys. Um, and what the, one of the questions this week that came through on Instagram from Claire from Manchester was, how do we cope? How do we manage when people are staring, tutting and and pointing like they do at disabled children when you're out and about. Now this really used to affect us when the boys were little and would often go back to the van, car and, and just want to go home because you, you just get fed up of it, you know, you have enough to deal with as it is. But I think now we throw it back at the people. We, Paul always says, so we've had builders in the house this week and one of the guys were having a look at the boys and Paul says, you know, do you actually know what's wrong with the boys? And what did you what did you say? I always say, ask us, talk to us about it, bring the subject up because most parents, I'd like to think I'm talking on behalf of most parents here. We would like people to be intrigued, want to know, and to talk about it. Don't just stare. And we actually do talk about this in the interview with Kelly from Born Anxious. So we kind of cover that to some angles in there, which yeah, is great. That's coming up later on in the show, but just um you know, say, now, say, say, say hello, come up to us, you know. Don't be scared. No. Don't be scared. One thing I can't stand is when people are scared to be near the children. You know, they're only children. We're all very different. We're all very unique. You know, we're not going to hide them away anymore now. And the more children are- like Levi and Lucas are out there at theme parks, at different places, and children are seeing that, and the more it's on TV, in fashion... Uh, on Instagram, wherever, the, the more young people, the the younger they see it and it's explained to them, it becomes more normal to them and we, it is normal. We are so proud of everything they, they stand for, for who they are. We wouldn't change any of it, but we would change society if we could. But yeah, you know, if, you, if you're curious, just come up, say hello. You know, most families are more than happy to talk to you about it and and introduce you to the children and this is Levi and Lucas or whatever, you know. We, people need to learn about disabilities more. They need, they're, they're out there a lot more. M- many more children are getting diagnosed with autism and epilepsy and different disabilities. It's not going to go away. It's a part of normal society. And we just want acceptance and for to, just to chat to people and, and everybody just get on. So this week on the Differability Podcast, we would like to recommend the Glowworm Festival and why it's so important to us. So last year we were invited to the Glowworm Festival, we were invited to be a part of helping them make it more inclusive and accessible as well. So we worked very closely with the guys from the Glowworm Festival and they asked us directly what would make the 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 festival more accessible and inclusive for families like yours. So we recommended a few things like changing places, toilets, disabled parking closer to the festival, um, a quiet sensory type zone for children if they got overloaded like Levi and Lucas, if it got too much for them, like a breakout point. 
And we were thrilled that they put everything in place. You know, the guys went above and beyond. They hired what you call a Mobilu, um, which is a mobile changing places toilet with a hoist changing bench where you can change children like Levi and Lucas with dignity on site. That was just amazing. And the whole festival has the same level access. So for wheelchairs, special needs buggies, it is quite a flat ground, isn't it? It was just great. It was I mean, very inclusive. It's in August. You imagine a festival to be sludgy and muddy, and obviously it's weather dependent, but we were lucky it was dry, it was flat. The chairs glided over it quite easily. There's fairground rides. The guys from the fairground rides got children with disabilities on faster. They didn't have to get in the regular queue. There was lots of adjustments made. And even... This uh, is a, a child-focused event, isn't Cornwall it? Cornwall children were invited to make a sensory area on the grounds and they brought soft materials, dark dens. It were breakout rooms set back from the busyness of the festival and lots of families use that for children where they got overloaded. So we would definitely definitely recommend the Glowworm Festival. Have a look on their As socials. As an inclusive event, they were, they were fabulous. So yeah, have a look on the socials. I think there's still tickets available and we'll be going again this year. And coming up next, we've got the interview with Kelly from Born Anxious, which is a great listen. You do not want to miss this. So welcome back to the Disability Podcast. And today we have an amazing lady who we know so well. We have nothing but admiration, respect, and we really do look up to this lady, don't we? Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. So basically, I have a, um, I don't know what you want to call it. Do you want to call it an acceptance clothing line or an awareness clothing line? But basically, um, Oscar, my youngest son, has complex needs, lots of complex needs. And we felt that he was very misunderstood in the world. So I created a few T-shirts and it kind of just turned into a clothing label. It's, it's really odd because I only had a few ideas at first. Then I began blogging. We didn't have a name still. He then was um, diagnosed with extreme anxiety. And then we decided to call it Born Anxious and actually move from Etsy to a website. So it's kind of got its own heartbeat, really. And it's it's... It's pulling me into, you know, direction of lots of other advocates. And I think it's got its own personality, really, because it's te- it, I, I feel it's kind of driving us to all the all lovely people, that, you know, we're meeting. I'm not going out of my way to <laughs> to meet people. It's, it's really lovely, like a natural progression of this movement of acceptance and awareness and all the positive things that we want to celebrate, really. But the clothing is organic and label free for sensory reasons, because I felt that there wasn't enough um, adaptable sensory clothing for children um, that was respectful, really, about age. You know, we do, I don't want to um, dress Oscar in a, in a way that kind of, you know, isn't age appropriate. You know, I like to um, I've got a neurotypical son as well. I like them to look, you know the same if one has nice trainers the other one has nice trainers you know about identity and feeling proud of yourself and being on trend and tapping into fashion and all all of that and I think it's really important for 
um, you know, like you, your boys, you get their hair done nice. You know, it's about having a positive sense of self. And that's why I think the designs and messages that we have are so subtle because it's not about defining their personality. It's just about portraying a message that can be generic. So um, they're, they're subtly in your face. That's what I like to, you know, that is a little bit of my personality uh, coming through there. From, um... Yeah, so 2017, I started it on the first day of Oscar's school because he was my wingman and I was like, oh, crap he's not going to be around I need to create something to use all my time so that's what I did and I think it's going from strength to strength because of its journey um and I do let some of my personal life spill into it you know I lost my best friend this year she's massively been part of designs um and I'm just transparently honest about you know if it's a bad day you have to own it it's a bad day you know, it's not all roses, but I think it's about how you view it. You know, always take the best of every bad situation and then use that as fuel. There's no point in getting on a downer about it. And, you know, negative opinions are really not welcome in my bubble that I've created. Because, as you know, the disabilities and, and accessibility uh, discussion and the issues, they're all day, every day for us. We don't just dip in and out for media. Yeah. It's how we live. So I think positivity is a massive part of it, connecting to everyone else. So Born Anxious is label-free um, acceptance clothing that's on organic fabrics. Um, that's the hidden part. That's the part that's considering the people that have to wear it. And there's so many different messages. I sat with a book and I wrote out probably about 150 different designs. And we're still filtering them into the tapestry of what we're doing over an amount of time I've got so many um, and I think what I do is I tap into um, creatively I try and link it to what's going on in my life um, and what I'm experiencing through what I'm learning with other people and then I drip feed the designs in because there's no point in saying oh here's 3,000 designs because no one would ever be able to pick one so we try and drip feed them in through um, through the year, really, and what's going on for people to try and keep on trend, you know, and then we might pop another colour in there or do a... Um, but that's the design element, elements of it. But I think as a mum, it's more about me being able to connect to the wider community because, as you know, we spend a lot of time at home. It is very reclusive. Um, you know, when you're meeting needs of children that, that you know, Oscar consumes, he inhales me. He doesn't yeah. want to go out. He doesn't want the outside world coming in. Quite happy to stay at home all the time. So we create experiences for him and our other children, which allow him to experience the world in really time, um, you know, short periods of time that are reasonably adjusted to his needs so that everyone can still experience everything. And at those moments, we might need a little bit of an acceptance message when we go out it's not about labeling him it's not about saying look at us we're looking after a disabled child it's about actually triggering another people that they might just need to alter what they're doing and their approach or their but you know uh, it starts conversations hopefully it encourages kindness um and i think if you start there isn't it with the kindness then actually really amazing things can happen because even if they don't know about your children if they're kind people and they're open to a discussion, 
you can teach them something and then that allows them to adapt how they treat you. So, so we I'm were, sorry Kelly, we were like digging out some of the boys' clothes the other day and we found some t-shirts from when they were about three year old. And do you ever remember the National Artistic Society ones? I'm not naughty, I'm artistic. The clothing's come a long way since then, hasn't it? We're like making inclusion accepted and, and when you were talking about the movement, it feels like this year, it feels like since the Harvey Price Fashion Show this year, like there's a massive, much more amount of interest in it. There's much more like newspaper clippings. We're getting this message out there a lot more. And yeah. people, the movement is changing, isn't it? We've changed from obviously Autism Awareness Week to acceptance because we want the children to be accepted. We just want to be able to have reasonable adjustments like you always say. It, there's some massive changes happening now, isn't there? Yeah, and I think it's a much more digestible message, isn't it? Just include everyone all of the time. You know, it's not about being invited to something that's time limited. That doesn't help. That's basically saying you don't belong. We want everyone to be included all of the time in everything. And we yeah. want people to make those adjustments all of the time, not just in Awareness Week or Acceptance Week, all of the time. You know, I don't particularly want to do my shopping in Morrison's to Michael Bolton full blast on nine o'clock on, on a Monday. And I'm pretty sure if they lowered that music, most people wouldn't notice. But it's, you know, that's a reasonable adjustment because somebody with autism that's very sensitive might go in Morrison's, turn around and come back out again, or not just Morrison's, any supermarket. So it's the tiniest of changes, isn't it, for the reasonable adjustments, because most people wouldn't even notice that those things were there. But it makes a huge difference to our families to be able to run in and get something quick yeah. and know that that music isn't on. And, and for, you know, the, the movement in terms of since the fashion show, what I've noticed is, which I think is beautiful, is that, Yes, Harvey Price is a celebrity. His mum's a celebrity, but he's also part of our family. And I think what clicked on that day was that we were all celebrating Harvey and he felt part of it. He wasn't a guest. It was, a, it was his event that we were all supporting him. So every child on the runway was his equal and he viewed them as his friend and he felt that. And that was absolutely amazing because... Harvey's obviously gone to his college, so he's a little bit removed from the outside world because he's learning his independent skills in college. But what was lovely was he came to the runway, was adjusted and adapted for his high need, which also adjusted for everybody else. But he actually just felt part of it. It wasn't a PA, it wasn't an appearance. He was actually part of what was going on there. And I think that's a really good message isn't it, for the movement, that we are all a family, regardless of title or how many followers you got and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. Actually, underneath all of that, how we connect and what we're doing, which is why we connect so honestly, and it feels like I honestly have known you guys forever, is because underneath all of that, the beliefs are we share the same worries and the same fears and we're advocating for the same thing. You don't stand around talking about it because it goes without saying. Let's go for that same. That advocacy is actually coming from a real place. And on the day of the catwalk, everybody that was there were truly an advocate for Harvey, whether they knew him or not. You know, he was in that environment without his mom. 
He came with a carer. It was a very independence-based um, trip for him because he'd mm. come from college on his own with the carer to an event that was his event. Um, it did. It does huge things for confidence um, as well. So, yes, I do think the movement is really... Um, everything's clicking together, isn't it? All the, yeah. And I said on Friday, I did... Um, an Instagram live with work for good. And I, I said, you know, it's not about a top level of advocates all banging a drum. We're actually opening the door to anyone who wants to um, come and, you know, be part of what we're doing because it's not an event what we're doing. This is how we live. Yeah. Yeah. So th that's, that's the difference, the thing isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I always I remember, like, when we first came across you, because we'd seen it on Instagram and stuff, and there's so many different clothing companies now for autism and with different prints on and stuff, but you really yeah. stood out. And I remember you saying, I'd like to send you some T-shirts. I'm not interested in no posts. You don't have to tag me in nothing. I just like the family. And that you, you're really different in that respect. Um, yeah. And like you said, no matter how many followers you've got, we welcome everybody, don't we, to be part of what we're doing and what we're involved with because we, yeah. we, live, we live and breathe it, don't we? So... We you, you just I, explain the world we live in with our children so clear. Every time I hear you talk... Um, with a voice note, so hilarious. So, so here's, where, here's where I feel about it. Every time I hear you talk, I listen to every single voice note, whether we're in the car or I'm bathing one of the boys. I hear you talk, and every time I hear you talk, I just say to Michael, she's just got it, hasn't she? She's just got it. She's got such a way to be able to put a point across where we as parents, and I'm sure a lot of other families, will just resonate so much with how you describe what life is really like. You put it in such a positive way. And that's a huge credit to you, Kelly. It really is. It, well, I just have to simplify everything. And I think that when you do that, you know, I can sit around going, oh, you know, Oscar's got extreme anxiety, he's got ADHD, he's, you know, really difficult today, he's breaking things, he's broke the iPad, you know, we can't go out, he's going to kick off and all of that. And I just think, no, is there blood? No. Is there poo? No. Get your shoes on, we're going to go. Because you have to work with what you have. See, a lot so of friends... Sitting Kelly. around worrying about what you've not got, is there? See, that's the thing here, when we have close friends and I mean we can count them on one hand or family members come around and if we've had a really hard day with the boys they'll say to us how how's everything I will just say I don't want to talk about it today I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to, to, to dwell on it and get into the negative mindset because by doing that you're bringing I always find I'm bringing myself down even more yeah. And I just would rather say, don't want to talk about it. Tomorrow's another day. And that's exactly how I deal with it. And yeah. then that is, that's how it is here, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I just want to like take it back again to when you first started the T-shirts. I remember you chatting about like on the aeroplane and stuff and how it all yeah. started. Just like what inspired you and what made you do that, you know, initially, Kelly? I made a T-shirt for Oscar. We were going to America and I was really nervous about it because we'd only just had the diagnosis of autism. They were assessing him for a few other things as well because he was having absent seizures and his eating, he'd really regressed 
had a couple of big seizures and he'd really regressed with his eating. And he was just one of those, you know, was quite tiny then. He was two or just before he was two. And, you know, he was a baby in arms, really. And he was always clung to me. Um, so I thought, I'm going to put the designs on the back. And he'd been running since he was about 10 months old. So I'd always designed them on the back because he was either in my arms or running very fast away from me. He wasn't ever still. Um, and it, there were only a few designs. And I remember I made two for the way out and two for the way back because I'd had a holiday before where I had bought some T-shirts, washed them while I was there. And then on the way back, they were like this big and all wonky and we couldn't wear them on the way back. And it really annoyed me. So I've made my own, but actually I thought, oh God, what if I shrink or the print comes off like before? I'll <laughs> make two and two. Well, that was it because they washed so well when I was there. I was like, this is amazing. Like organic fabric is the way to go. But I was really in the testing stages then of, you know, what designs would work. I think I put be kind, I have autism on and I don't like loud noise and got really good um really good reactions you know because i think it's really out of order that they they alert people that you're sitting around on the plane which really offended me because they said oh we have to alert people that are sitting around you on the plane in case they want to move yeah that's what planes do that if, you, if yeah. there's someone on the, on the plane with autism they contact them and say uh, well i don't know about all airlines but they contact them and say um what, there, there's somebody with autism sitting near you. Would you like to move? Can I just stop you there? So at that point, as a parent, how does that make you feel? I was so offended. Really offended. I said, what is that? I don't know what airline. It must have been British Airways. I don't know. Going to America. It's about five years ago. Yeah. But I would really like to bring that up into a conversation because we should find out if that's still... Um, I mean, Fair things policy. have come on a long way. That's five whole years. I'm hoping that isn't still. But I was really offended. And I said, well, um, anyway, we're on the plane. He's got this T-shirt on. And I, I was getting lots of lovely, you know, all, you know, because it starts a conversation. You know, you're just saying, first of all, you're saying, be kind. Um, secondly, you're telling them why. And then I thought, well, should I have to tell them why? Just be kind and do. And so I did a, a, a be kind as well. But I think I don't like loud noise is a really big one because if you are sensitive to sound, that changes the whole experience, no matter where you are. Because um, even if you do have your um, ear defenders on, if someone knows that you do not like loud noise, which is really going to affect your whole experience of everything, then I would hope when seeing that message, people are going to alter how they behave around you. Um, but on the plane, obviously, Oscar did sleep most of the way there. But he getting on and off the plane, he, he travels really well and always has done. But I was nervous because I didn't know how he was going to travel. But we did get a few nice looks and, and things like that. And I'm aware that I've had a conversation with Eamon Holmes, actually, about um, there was an issue, wasn't there, on, a, on an aeroplane with a person that had autism, if you can remember, a few years ago. And it was that they didn't realise the message had been lost that he had neurodiversity and he was having an issue on the plane. And Eamon Combs rung me and said, how do you think that situation would have played out if he'd have been wearing one of your T-shirts? Yeah. 
Now, the truth is, it wouldn't have been the situation it was, would it? Because there's a message there. If you can read, then you you pretty much understand that, you know, you need to alter how, how you are. So on the aeroplane, it really helped going through. Um, we did have one when we got to, because we flew from Gatwick to Philadelphia, I think, on the way out, and then to Florida or Orlando, wherever it was. We did have one where a lady in the airport said, you're in the wrong queue, ma'am. So I said, well, no, you know, he's obviously in a buggy because he's a baby, not a wheelchair. Um, I said, well, no, you know, we've got blue bat and we're, we've got disabilities. And she actually said to me, I can't see a wheelchair. Yeah. They, are, oh, they, just, they are, do seem to be like that in the States, don't they? Because we yeah. have that. I'm we really sorry to cut everybody short. I want to say something. When we go to America with the boys this year, I really would like you to make myself a Michael a T-shirt. And yes. on my T-shirt, I really would like it to say, I don't like rude people. <laughs> oh, yes, let's do it. As a parent to a child with special needs, yes. I think that that would be so good, you know, because they will, see us, they will see us with the kids in the chairs. People will look form opinions like people do on face value and form those preconceptions. Yeah. And then when they see us with the boys as their parents and our T-shirt stays, yeah. I don't like rude people. I think yeah. that will make them think what they do without even saying anything. I think we're yeah, the buggy. They're like, oh, oh, I'm that person. And I remember yeah. a few years ago, Oscar um, Lorcan, Oscar's brother, he's now 15, but obviously was six when Oscar was born. And so seven, around the age of nine, he got a real complex about people staring because Oscar was like a scribble. He, you know, his behaviour, he don't care where he is, who you are, everything's a threat and he's going to attack, hit, scream. Like, I mean, the, the biggest high-pitched scream, the yeah. one that makes you go like that. And he would do it on purpose because that's his... Deter, you know, he's deterring you away from him. You know, if he screams, you're going to go, oh. So I made Lorcan some T-shirts that just said, don't stare, it hurts. Because when we were places, he can't go away from me because he's dependent. He's seven or eight or nine or however old he is. So he's got to sit with us. And it's just those eyes, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. People are looking and they're staring because the Kindle's gone really high in the air or a shoe has landed on someone's table. Or Oscar used to try and get to the cutlery and throw it at people because he didn't like sitting in a restaurant. Um, but I think, imagine being that middle one where, every, you know, we don't care because we're the parents. We're saying, oh, yeah, all right, you've got a spare fork, get over yourself. It didn't get <laughs> you in the face, you're all right, playing it down. But actually, to be a sibling... That's completely different ball game, isn't it? Because you're put into a situation you don't really want to be in. He's not worried about his brother's behaviour because it's always been like that. And he loves Normal his to him, brother. Yeah. But he doesn't like actually the unnecessary attention and people staring because he, he already knows at that age that that's not coming from a place of kindness. Yeah. That's coming from a place of judgment or intolerance, maybe an intolerance. You know, we're having a meal, they're making a noise. Uh, um, so I did make him some that used to say, don't stare, it hurts. Because I think people overlooked siblings and, and the other children. And even you as carers, you know, 
it makes you feel it doesn't to me because I used to get my middle finger painted gold when I had my nails done just in case I ever needed to pop some on the middle finger because you do have people that just they don't care if you're uncomfortable so not only are you dealing with a kid having a meltdown or a problem or an issue in um in public or you can't find something you need or you know you've got multiple needs going on whether that's in one child or four children you're spread thin yeah they don't some people don't actually care that they're impacting negatively on you they're willing to just trot off and have their nice day i've had a lady say to me before if he was mine he'd be getting smacked yeah 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 so i turned around and i said to her why would I smack a child with disabilities when he's not managing? What did she then do? She said, he doesn't look like he's got disabilities. So I said to her, well, you don't look ignorant. But here we are. And then what did she do? Walk Calm off. as anything. Calm as anything. I wasn't having a go at her. I just said, oh, you don't that, look that, ignorant. That winds them up more, and if you don't react. It, we've had, like, everything that you've just said then has happened to us so many times, I remember. So, so here's the point we had recently. And this was something so minute. I'll just quickly say it. We went to a cash point. Um, Michael got out the cash point. We had the two boys in the van. You can't see inside the van because of the privacy glass and everything. Michael got outside and was putting, uh, getting some money from the cash point. There were two ladies there. The window was down. She came up to the van and she said, "You do, oh, know, yeah. you do know you can't park here." She said, "This is just, this is a double yellow lines." I says, we're, we're parked here. We have a blue badge. She said, why? So I opened the door. I says, do I really need to show you my children to tell you that we have children with disabilities? Sometimes it's ladies like you who prejudge situations that make people feel really uncomfortable and bring their self, self-esteem down. I'm not having a go, but what I'm doing is trying to educate you so you don't make yourself look this silly in another situation. As she walked off, and I thought, and then I cried, <laughs> and uh, then I cried. I got in the then, then I got in the van, and then I cried because I just thought, you know. Oh, well, we had it at Tesco, didn't we? They literally ran up to the van and were like banging on the door, "Why are you in disabled bay?" Because it's blacked out, like Paul said. And in her eyes, she she saw two young people. Well, that's what she said. Abusing a disabled space. Yeah. So she had the urge to run over to our van and you to demand us to move. You shouldn't have to open the door and show them and they're so ignorant and rude, aren't they? And it, it's, the thing it's is, what I people... probably would be inclined to not open the door and just yeah. say, what's it got to do with you? Yeah, yeah. You you know, but I respond in a calm like you. And then I, I might have a few tears out of frustration because really I just want to punch her in the face. But obviously I wouldn't do that because I'm not violent. But... The whole argument of invisible disabilities and what people actually feel that you are allowed to have. People have an issue if you have a nice car. I've got a reasonably nice car. I worked hard for it. They will question why I have a blue badge because there's a stereotype there that I'm going to get out of a dilapidated car with somebody who's extremely disabled not somebody who's dressed reasonably in a nice car that gets a nicely groomed child out and places them in a disability buggy. That's not their 
picture that they've got in their head of why I should be using a blue bag. And the problem is that's not actually up to other people to decide. That's the problem, isn't it? It just makes me feel so much better yeah. to know that other families deal with this as well when they go out. Yeah. <laughs> because, and I say that because, value. yeah, more than often, it's, it's always done. like, oh, is it just as this happens to it? And hearing you talk and the knowledge we've all got between us, you know, I just hope that a lot of families from this interview find so much comfort. But before we finish very quickly, I do want to say Born Anxious is a fabulous clothing range. They are available on what platforms, Kelly? It's bornanxious.co.uk. That's the home of the blog and the clothing, and it ships worldwide. So, yeah. But also, you can see Born Anxious on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Yeah. and it's Born Anxious on everything. I've not got any code names. You can't miss it. It's just Born Anxious on every platform. So for everybody that's listening to this, please do. And this is not a plug because, you know, here in the interview, you will understand why we are so passionate about Kelly and her Born Anxious clothing range. So do check it out and have a look because it is absolutely wonderful and very joyful. So Kelly, it's been, uh, uh, it's just been amazing to have you on here. I could, we could oh, listen to you all day talking we really really could and we will definitely have you back on without a doubt won't we michael so thank you so much kelly for joining the difficulty podcast today and uh, it's been our pleasure to have you on here oh thank you guys and i hope everyone has a good week and i would just say if you are at home and you you know you're feeling a bit like defeated and stuff Still go out and just do something anyway and just be proud of yourself, you know, that you're... Because there's a whole community, isn't there, that we all see you, whether you don't feel seen or not, we all see you. We're all really proud that you're, you know, even if you just go to the park for five minutes, just don't ever shut away because I think we lose our argument the minute people start to shut themselves away. Before we finish this episode, we would just like to say thank you so much for everybody who's taken the time to like, listen, rate and review and share our podcast because hopefully the message is getting out there. But we're going to read another review we've got. Well, I say we. Michael is. And it is from who? Yeah, so we've had another review from, uh, I think it's Simone um, Six. It says, Paul and Michael, a.k.a. the Atwell Bryce family, amazing podcast. Just love this family. They are so real and such amazing, dedicated parents to their children. Can't wait for the next podcast. Please listen. You won't be disappointed. Now, we've had some really nice, amazing five-star reviews. Oh, that's lovely. We really appreciate that. And we we do like to read them out as well on the podcast and and get that feedback out there. But we really would like five-star reviews to rate us, uh, put a little... A comment on and even if you want something added to the show you think something should be changed swapped or different we- do let us know we're really easy going as you all know we're very 
down to earth and we will do everything we can to make it more suitable obviously we're part of the dadnet family of podcasts and they have quite a few other podcasts out there there's a really good one about the war in ukraine really fascinating oh anyway back to us michael (laughs) back to us no that is a good one though for this current time isn't there and then loose dads there's a few other ones back to diffability michael back to the diffability podcast well don't be so rude (laughs) no they are well they are a great bunch of people at the dad's net i do have to say a big shout out to them and for all their help and it you know jack who produces our podcast the Diffability podcast without him we wouldn't be able to do it in fact without him it would be loads better (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking a lot of you know yeah we are terrible with technology so big shout out to the dad's net they've got other podcasts have a look on their website but please Please do like, share, and review the Different Podcast. Yeah, I just want to clarify, we do tr- we want to get a new podcast out every Monday, so it's every Monday a new one's released, so do keep up with the new episodes. And we thank you so much for all your love and support, and thanks for listening, and we will speak to you next week.